0: Welcome to Colonial Church's Deep Dive series. These sessions are meant to act as a companion to our messages, where we speak to our pastors about what went into the creation of the messages, flesh out some of the larger points, and get insight into what they hope some of the takeaways are, while also getting a preview of what's to come. If you haven't already listened to the companion message, we highly recommend doing so beforehand. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy these and grow in them. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Deep Dive. I am your host, as always, mm-hmm. Chris, and I am here today with Pastor Matty McClory. What's going on, Pastor Matt?
1: What's up, everyone? Good to see you, bro. i um, excited about this Deep Dive.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Today, we
0: are going to be covering last weekend's message, which was called The Vision of Your Life. Yes. Which was kind of keeping in theme with our Vision Sunday. That was the weekend before. Um, so I got to ask, was it always planned to do another Vision message or was this kind of a "God to put it on your heart in the middle of the week type thing? What happened there?
1: Um, yeah, I really didn't have a definite feel on what I was going to do the week after Vision Sunday. I just knew that, you know, Vision was going to kind of be the theme and continue to kind of leak through the the messages. Because, um, you know, I don't think Vision Sunday is just like a one time kind of message It's sort of seems to permeate the season as we kind of talk about it now as like vision season. Um, but God's really just been putting on my heart. It's just not about vision for our church, it's vision for our people. Because if it's vision for our church, that means it's vision for our people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really the emphasis of the message was like the vision of your life. Hey, like, let's not let's not just let vision be something that is something for the corporate. Let's remember, like God thinks about the corporate, like the nation of Israel, but then he cares about people individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the, the theme, but yeah, it was, uh, it seemed to be well received. Um, if you've listened to this and you haven't listened to the message, please go listen to it. Cause I really believe it will inspire you, help you build you up and, um, yeah, maybe just remind you of some, some things that, you know, we all need reminders about sometimes. And I think one of the best reminders, if not the best reminder is that Jesus loves you and God loves you. So yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm going to be honest, like sitting back and I was in the sound booth on Sunday and listening to it, like it felt like such a natural progression from Vision Sunday because Vision Sunday, we had a lot of fun announcements. There was a lot of focus on the kind of the future to come. Um, And this just felt just it fit right in. It was Mm. just like, okay, this is where we're going. Here's something to back that up. Here's what God's word says about vision and vision in your life and everything. And I just thought it worked really well. Um, Per usual, per your MO, we had three points. Yep. So I'd like to kind of talk about each of those if we can. Um, The first one was God has a vision for your life. Right. Sounds simple, but maybe it's a little more complicated than that. Maybe you want to crack into it?
1: Yeah. um, I think sometimes people can forget this because like the world we live in, the culture we're a part of is really good at, making us grow familiar with what we have and to just get used to the world we're in. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like part of our job as a church is to remind people, there's really two states. There's kind of like the state of the world and the state of like church and spirituality and walking with Jesus. And let's not go too long, you know, without reminding ourselves like, you know, God has an amazing future for us. Yeah. And God has vision for our life. Um, and I just feel like that's something that's really lacking right now. Um, yeah. 2020 pandemic year. Um, in my first point, you know, I talked about some of the statistics, but yeah, headlining kind of thought idea. Point one was, hey, God has vision for your life. Yeah. Maybe you've never heard that before. I know I hadn't until I, t- until I came to a church like ours. Yeah. You know, that God had a future for me, that God had a calling, that God had a hope, that God had... Um, good things ahead, Um, if I chose to live for Him and if I chose to go His way, then those things would be over time revealed to me. So yeah, point number one, God has a vision for your life. And then we got kind of into some statistics.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting because kind of like what you said, not hearing um, that God has an individual vision for yourself, like there's always that idea that God has a vision or a plan for everyone, Mm -hmm. um, but you don't think about yourself In that you have like a plan for the world, a plan for everybody. But yeah, you know, we always hear God has a plan and that plan seems writ large. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It sounds like, no, God's plan is for everyone. It doesn't involve like minutia and it doesn't involve me per se. But this was very personal. You, you, You chose to preach and it was wonderful. God has a plan for you individually. Yeah. And I don't think that is said enough. You know yeah, what I mean? I thought yeah. about it after you said it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I haven't heard that enough.
1: Yeah, some—I mean, some—some some places you go, some people you talk to, you really get um, that sense that people maybe they've know of it, but they've never really experienced or, or sort of addressed it personally. Mm-hmm. And um, and I really hope that in our church, anyone who listens to these messages and, and is part of you know our community will just really get that sense that hey, this is like this is a really a message for you, for your life. Where are you at? Where are you you at right now? Like come to terms with that and just say, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And I'm not saying that we should be discontent, but we should absolutely look at our lives and say, man, like God is too good a heavenly father to not make a pathway for me that leads to better things, better seasons. Um, And obviously we're not just talking about something like say money, we're talking about our whole lives the whole spectrum of our lives i'm thinking about relationships i'm thinking about kids in the future i'm thinking about you know people's marriages we've got tons of young married people in our church um you know just believing and having a vision for your marriage your marriage can actually get better um that was just one example even for kids you know like sometimes we can even allow culture in the world to say oh your kids are going to end up being messed up (laughs) or your kids are going to like you know they're never going to amount to anything but we as believers can actually go the other way and say no god has a vision for my kids as well yeah and that's just not wishful thinking or i'm, I'm hoping that like you know it's like winning the lottery that my kid's gonna like be successful one day yeah yeah um but as we ch- choose to commit our life to the lord um be planted in his house live for jesus you know, there's things that God has for us that, like, we can't even imagine. I think that's that's an example.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that you said, you know, you kind of followed up with that, like, godly vision will change your life. Mm. And, like, attaching yeah. yourself yeah. and being being able to hear when God moves and hear when God speaks in your life and kind of know that he's got your best interests at heart. Like, it may—I kind of love the idea of God, like, painting the picture bigger than we can see. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we look at such a small part sometimes and it can get hard occasionally to like see ahead because yeah. we don't have that foresight. We're not, you know, we're not God, but like trusting in him to know that he does have my best interests at heart and that whatever he has dreamed up for my life is far better and gonna exceed so much what I could ever possibly dream. Yeah. That's kind of reassuring and amazing. And it makes, like you said, it makes it makes me think about my kids You know, Mm. we always talk about here at Colonial, we're a church of the generations. We put a lot of emphasis on our kids. And like, just the idea of like thinking about my two sons being raised in the house of God Mm. and like having this family and knowing that like God is directing them now and like he's stirring in them and sending them on a path that's gonna be Mm. so much different than the path I was on, but it's gonna be amazing, you know what I mean? So that's just really exciting for me.
1: Yeah, and to think about your kids, my kids, um, the generations hearing a message like this, but kind of just similar, you know, consistently like, you know, to me, that's the kind of thing that changes generations is like the, the Word of God going out, being received, and then um, just inspiring the next generation to believe God and to think big. Like, I, I can't see how if we don't just keep doing what we're doing, that some of our kids aren't just going to, they're just going to grow up and believe this stuff, you know, they're just yeah. going to blow it. They're going to take God at his word believe what we've been saying for forever and just be like, actually, you know, this is what I believe. I want to, now I'm going to like for myself choose to follow Jesus and believe for amazing things. It's just a cool thing to think about.
0: I think it's, I think it's awesome because I remember one time Pastor Bob um, here at our church saying that, you know, the goal is for your kids is for like our ceiling as parents to be their foundation. Mm. And I think that's the same kind of here in the house. It's like, we want them to just take what we've tried to teach them and where we were in life and just build on it and go so much further than we could ever hope and like that i mean that's the hope of every parent i would i would hope anyway yeah definitely so that's awesome so exciting um point two was you can have vision for your life as well yeah um again another one of those statements where you're like of course but Mm. again there's a lot of power in that statement so maybe unpack that a little bit
1: yeah so um you know, you can have vision for your own life. So if God's got vision for you, which he had, you know, Jeremiah 29 was sort of our, our key text for the, for the message, um, which is really speaking to the nation of Israel um, in exile saying, hey, like, do this now, but don't forget the vision I have for you and what, what really is going to be um, an incredible future and I hope. Um, what's interesting about that is Jeremiah 29 11 is the most Googled verse in the Bible
0: that blew my mind when you said that
1: yeah it is the most googled verse in the bible i think
0: i would have assumed john 316 beats john
1: 316 you know genesis 1 like it just it's it's amazing the reason for that is because people need hope yeah people need to be blessed people need um people just need to know that god's actually like active and alive Mm -hmm. so i mentioned some statistics that were really really you know pretty critical um for us to just get our head around in this pandemic. So I talked about the divorce rate being up. I talked about like suicide right now, that rate is up and and that makes sense, right? And then because of everything that we're going through, but, you know, depression, mental health issues are more prevalent than ever. And that says to me one thing, it says that people desperately need a message of hope. Um, I talked about this research uh, that's come out just recently about the state of the church that Barna Group did. Um, and it says that, you know, um, some statistics that just blow you away, like one out of three practic- practicing Christians through the pandemic have just stopped attending church during wow. COVID nineteen. One in three, like to me, that's just crazy, right? And that that there is a direct correlation between that that fact mm-hmm. and people losing hope. Fifty um, percent of millennials, or i.e. young people, have just stopped attending church. Wow, fifty percent one so one in two. Um, and you know, also just other things like you know, despite all that, you know, this this survey um, found that something like seventy percent of people still in this in this large group group survey said that seventy percent of people still wanted emotional support and prayer. Yeah, fifty percent still wanted a Bible-centered message of hope. Yeah, in this time, um, and thirty-five percent still want to connect within the faith community. Um, so god has vision for your life you can have vision for your life really the underlying thing is you need vision Mm -hmm. for your life you need connection to to what god has for your future because without that you know the reverse of a future and a hope is no future and no hope and that's what people are slowly you know i believe walking into if we don't have messages like this and 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 the ability to point people towards god so Yeah. yeah you can have vision for your life um some of the other things I talked about was just dreaming again. Yeah. You know, like I just asked the question in the message, like, um, and maybe if you're listening to this right now and, you know, you haven't heard this me say this yet, but I just want to say it to you and I want you to hear it. Like, when's the last time you had a vision for your future? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you dreamed about the vision for your future and I used so I had a few, I few, had a few examples, but when's the last time you had a vision for the, for a better future for you? When's the last time you had a bit better vision for your marriage to become a great marriage, Yeah, your kids to be blessed, which we already talked about. I, I said, what about a vision for margin in your finances to be in a better place financially? You can have a vision for that. Um, you can have a vision if you're single to to believe for a, a companion and a partner in life. And I kind of shared, shared my story yeah. about that. And um, people seem to really connect with that story. So,
0: Well, I mean, it was, first of all, those of us who know you and Pastor Jill, we've heard that story, but it's still amazing to hear because, you know, she should have never looked your way, but she did. And <laughs> that was that. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, but no, it's just that, that type of hope and that type of foresight into to your friend coming to you and saying, hey, let's pray for our wives, and your reaction being immediately like, we don't have wives. Yeah. You know, we're not even dating anybody. But he was like, he was fully attached to this idea that, you know, God had a plan for him, and God was going to provide wives for you, and it was going to be amazing. And like, that, I didn't think that way when I was 18 or 19, totally. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's no way I would have been sitting there like in prayer thinking about my future wife, like what she would have been like, or what she's going to be like. And, uh,
1: yeah. So, so quick backstory for everyone who's listening, maybe didn't hear that part of it was, um, part of my story was when I was 17, I lost my mom. Um, shortly thereafter I kind of I lost my dad as well. And it was, it was probably like call it a five year period of just like despair in my life. I was at a yeah. very low point. Um, really kind of lost hope in a way. Like yeah. I lost a real sense of the future being good. Um, and that was understandable because I wasn't a Christian. And that was part of my faith journey was I was I found my way eventually into a church, kind of like ours gave my life to the Lord at 18, sorry, 19. And then it was during that process that I started to listen to messages like this. Yeah, Messages about my calling, messages about my future, messages that like, it just started to really sear into my spirit and around that time I had this friend Marty and we, we used to just go pray together and um at some point we just started praying for our wives. And it was really cool was because so cool. we just we didn't know, you know, we were single and I think we were, you know, ready to mingle. <laughs> and um we wanted, you know, we wanted wanted to meet, meet a girl and really the deep desire in my heart looking back was having lost my family was to, that, that, that god would give me a family again yeah that god would give me a family like i i decided to turn my my trust towards him with that thing wow so i went had no family had nothing and i just was like starting off off this life new life i had with the lord but i i decided to trust him with it yeah And so i said lord i want I want to pray for my wife. I want to pray that you'll give me a family one day that I'll have my own children that you'll you'll restore what yeah. what 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 was lost, which is what God does. Um, and it was just cool because we prayed and we you know it was funny at the time praying for our wives and being like, you know, wherever they are and whoever they are, not knowing it's kind of actually pretty fun. Um, because there's something something about that unknown, you know, yeah, like yeah, you're, exactly. you're praying for the unknown wife. Um, but just prayed and that that's a true story we we did that and and sure enough man like a couple of years later and I talked told told the story in church that Jill and I just you know just by no, uh, no coincidence but God intended it to happen um just happened to meet her and and then uh, all these years later 15 years later you know four children um it's just an amazing life um and and I look at what we we have now yeah you know and and then I go back to that place and I was like, man, I'm so glad I decided to dream. So glad I decided to trust God and believe there was vision. That's so cool. I think that's life. something that like, honestly, like I could see
0: people from hearing that in the message Sunday or listening to this podcast that are single and maybe have, or going through anything, like you said, where they've lost some hope and like just trying it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like just attaching themselves to this like idea of like, I'm going to give it a week of praying or I'm going to give it a month of praying or maybe I'm going to give it a year of praying about this and just dreaming again and how that can completely change the perspective of their life. Like I've never thought about the power in that because I'm going to be honest, like I, I haven't had a lot of moments of like true despair. I've been very, very blessed. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I met my wife 13 years ago. My parents are still around. I've had a pretty easy life, you know, but I know that's not normal, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. so that just to me was really really a powerful moment and I hope and I hope like your intention was that people walk away from that going like, okay, like there is hope. I yeah. just need to attach myself to it. I just need totally. to keep dreaming. So so cool, man. Such a good message to hear. Um okay, and the third point of this, like I said, crazy powerful message was Jesus has vision for your life. Now this is a little bit different than your first point. Yes. So maybe explain the differences, the nuances here. Yeah.
1: So, so obviously big picture, God has vision for his people. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I began. Then I talked about sort of ground up. Well, then your individual life matters and matters to God. So you can have vision for your life. And we just talked about kind of some of some examples. Um, But ultimately I rounded it out by saying, look, Jesus had a vision for you before you ever had vision for your life. Um, so in a sense like he had vision and then he has vision yeah and like that's just a really cool theological thing like you know Hebrews 12 it says that um you know Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross so looking ahead what was set before him It says that he endured, he went to the cross, he despised the shame. Um, And now he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So what was set before Jesus, and this was my big finishing point in the message, was really what was set before Jesus was not just like this cosmic, like, you know, bang, like these two worlds colliding, AD becoming, you know, BC becoming AD. Like Jesus wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. Jesus was thinking about you. Yeah. He was thinking about me. He literally saw us in reconciled, redeemed, adopted relationship with the Father. So that was what was set before wow. him. So if yeah. you talk about the greatest vision of all time, it's eternal vision. Yeah, it's it's the vision of eternal life for you and for me. Um, that was set before Jesus, and you when you grab a hold of that reality and that truth, it will change your life forever. It'll change the way you see everything. It'll change the way I believe you take every single, you know, step. Mm-hmm. On this earth, because it's like, wow, there was literally no vision for my life. Yeah. I was divided, separated, um, on the worst track ever. And then, because of Jesus and because of what we read about in Hebrews 12, and verse 1 through 3, is now I have the greatest vision. And then, because Jesus is no longer, because that's happened, you know, it says that he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God now. So like now Jesus still has vision for my life. It's this amazing picture <laughs> yeah. of like he had vision and he still has vision. He still wow. intercedes for us. He's still, he's still hearing prayers. He's still, um, you know, um, aligning futures. He's still like, you know, doing what Jesus does, but now we're part of the family. Yeah, And it was really cool on Sunday. Many people gave their life to Jesus at the end of the message um, in worship. And, uh, and we prayed for them, led them in prayer. Into brand new life, so at the end of the day, it's all worth it, you know. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy when when you think that he did it all for you, yeah. You know, and he did it all for me, and that's just a really really cool thing to think about.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things that you know, if we're being one hundred percent honest, it's easy to take for granted. Like it sounds like it's a great like worship song lyric, you know, like he did it all for you and that it's yeah. a ninety nine that type of thing. <laughs> um, not to bash on anybody's nah. lyrics, um, but it's like when you really spend some time thinking about that, thinking of, like you said, the foresight, the vision that going to the cross, he saw me personally. He saw you personally and what yeah. our lives were going to become, yep. you know, and had that in his heart. Like that to me, it, we can't wrap our head around it. Like it's, uh-huh. it, it just can't be conceptualized. Like there's going to be that moment where we get to heaven and we can, finally ask him and talk to yeah. him and you know there would be some some somewhat understanding there you know? yeah we'll know we'll, we'll know we'll, then we'll but know. right now it's just like i can't i can't fathom that like i think about like what i would do for my kids or what i would do for my wife right yeah are or, or my friends and family but times that times the infinite number of people yeah in existence
1: no, <laughs> yeah, and that's what that's what that's what makes God God and, and us who we are exactly, like, um, and why we need Him so much. Um, it's a pretty it's a pretty cool thing to behold, and I I've said this before in messages, and I've said this you know, and I'll keep saying it. I, I, I could never fully wrap my head around any of that yeah. this side of eternity. Um, it's just you know that revelation of Jesus is just it's just so good, and yeah. it's worth it's worth telling people about. So yeah, this is such a good example of
0: just the message of jesus just being a message of hope and love mm. like i mean at its core and yep. it's just like you said like despair discouragement whatever it may be you attach yourself to the hope in jesus everything shifts yeah and it's amazing so
1: i think what we should do now on this podcast is we should see if people are still listening we should do something for for someone else so if you are listening to this podcast at this point subscribe leave us a comment and the first person to do that will send you a future never looks so good journal. Yeah, and um, we'll mail it to you.
0: Yeah. So you can email us at um, podcast at colonialchurch.life. Reach out and say, hey, I was that guy. I subscribed. Yep. Um, first email I get, I will will mail you that stuff. Yep. Guaranteed.
1: Yep. Absolutely. All
0: right. Looking forward to it. First first email we get, podcast at colonialchurch.life. Yep.
1: So right. Tell us you listened to the Vision of Your Life Deep Dive and, um, and we'll get straight you. had to, to you. listen all the way through because yeah, you wouldn't know had it had otherwise. <laughs> you would have had to have got to this point. Yeah, so exactly. There you so. go.
0: All right. Amazing. Awesome. All right. Much love. We hope that you got something from that and it challenges you to grow. Please share it with someone who needs to hear it and reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on the message and this session. Until next time, God bless.